Hello everyone and welcome to another bass singer reaction. This is a continuation of my movement branching out of the acapella world. Still going to of course be covering a lot of acapella content because that is a specialty. But we're moving out. We've got a lot of suggestions. So many for this person here, Dimash. Uh, and especially for this song, Stranger. So that's what we're going to be taking a look at today. If you guys like what I'm doing, please like and subscribe. Uh, that helps get, get my videos out, helps the algorithm. And if you really like what I'm doing, please consider donating to my Patreon for as little as $1 a month uh, for behind-the-scenes access, interactions with me, access to my Discord server, all those fun things. Link is in the description below. So today we're going to be taking a look at Dimash. Uh, I've only heard a clip of him before, and what I know about him is that he has an incredible, incredible vocal range. I think that's what people highlight most when they tell me to react to him. Uh, a lot of people compare him... They use the word opera, which I don't like because opera is a very specific thing. What he what he does do, as far as I know, is he does use some kind of classical technique. So I'll be looking out for that in this video, and I will be commenting on it. Uh, I will do my best not to hold it to a like professional opera standard, which is what's kind of drilled into my brain. Because unless someone's actually singing opera professionally, that's not really fair, to be honest. And especially when a singer like uh, Dimash, who does, from what I hear, so many amazing things vocally, I don't want to cheapen that by by boxing him into a professional opera rating system, if that makes sense. So we're going to dive in. I have not seen this. I've only seen very little at all of this artist. So this is pretty exciting for me. Uh, you will be getting genuine reactions from me, um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna break it down. And I'm going to take my time, and uh, let's, let's see what happens. All right. I don't know when the song's going to start. I have not seen this video. Hopefully not too long. So before, before he even jumps in, I don't know the name of this kind of instrument. It sounds like an Eastern-influenced string instrument, like a lighter version of a cello. Um, we have a lot of heavy percussion coming in, and clearly this is a big production. Now, I know Dimash is a superstar and does these huge concerts, uh, so we're, I think we're going to be in for not only an impressive vocal demonstration, but also just... You know the entertainment value of live performance i think this is going to be a big show uh that's at least where it's it's certainly heading right now big stage big audience big flashing lights costuming everything you want in a big live concert let's keep going
minor. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so he's starting this out very breathy, very intimate. And what does this do, everyone? You guys can fill in the blank now. This presents contrast. So we have this big epic intro, right? We're, we're kind of introducing what the climax of the piece is going to be like. Big drums, probably full chorus on stage, lots of strings, probably full orchestra vibe. Uh, but then he comes in, everything drops out. He comes in, starts. Just like a very, on the, on the tip of his tongue, on the edge, you know, coming just off the lips, very soft volume. Uh, and we have just that voice and piano. So it begins this very intimate setting. And as I've said before, another, another commentary can only go up from here. If you start with a very intimate, soft singing, with just piano or just one instrument or no instrument, all you have to go from there is up in intensity. You can't really pull away from like soft whisper kind of singing. So let's see where it goes next. It sounds like we're now getting into whatever this song is would be verse two of this song. There was one other thing I wanted to highlight. We'll go. Let's just go back a bit. Let's just let's just go back a bit. What Dimash did, which you don't hear as much because singing with really consistent vibrato takes technique. It takes good breath support and it takes a certain relaxation of the whole vocal apparatus to where the voice uh, oscillates naturally in a natural pattern. You can cut you can force it. You don't want to do that. It just wants to be breath to vocal folds and then it just vibrates naturally. What you don't usually hear is when there's a really breathy style of singing that can, doesn't always, but can often mean a lack of breath support, lack of vocal fold strength, yada, yada, yada. So you don't get vibrato with really breathy singing. Normally think about all the breathy singer songwriters you hear. Very rare that there's vibrato. There is a moment in here when he's very breathy, but has this perfect, sine wave like vibrato so that's something that's somewhat rare of course vibrato like here here we go vibrato is what you get that very consistent vibrato is what you get in the classical genre of operatic singing so it's interesting to hear it when the other qualities of that style are not present but i'm sure more of them will come in as the song goes on so let's go back and i'll just flag it you'll be able to hear it pretty clearly but i'll flag it for you in a Right there. And then that next part, you tense. That next part already has. So the first one's like, eh. then the next one's, eh. 
So the first one is breathy with vibrato. The next one, there's a little more phonation, meaning the vocal folds are coming together a bit better and the resonance and volume increases with it. So it's a great example of those two back to back of one very breathy and then one with just a hair more vocal fold closure is what you'd, what you'd, what you'd call it. Cool. Cool to get that side by side. Aha, uh -huh. full choir predicted that. That's what people were talking about him going down to the C2. Whoop. Dup, 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 dup. Oh, one more. There it is. That was definitely a vocal fry of some kind. That was that was not chest voice for those interested. But that F2 that he started out was was I'm gonna go back and fact check myself. I'm pretty sure was chest voice, which given how insane his upper range is, is truly amazing that he can even phonate down that low. Let's go back and uh, hear the start of it. Somewhere. Some, somewhere. Somewhere in my Chest. heart in ancient times I wonder. One. So in some kind of chest fry, he hits the C2, but full on chest hits the F, the F2's there. Cool, cool, cool. Now, now we're really starting to rev up. He's doing more of this, uh, what I would call classical crossover singing. That's the best way to put it. And there's other people who've done this kind of thing. Josh Groban is one. Even Bocelli, who people really think is like a full-on opera singer. Not really. Not really. Um, this, so this is classical crossover where it's very much leaning towards full-on operatic technique, but used in a non-classical or non-operatic genre, so to speak. What I'm hearing, though, is, is quite good so far. Uh, it's quite good. Um, so, oh, I remember what I was going to say, why I stopped the video uh, originally. Something I can already tell he does so well, and which is so important. This is also something that's really important in uh, presenting a character, like a full operatic role is having enough control over your voice to be able to call on tons of different colors in your voice, a lighter color, a darker color, a wider vibrato, a faster vibrato, more power, less power, more high harmonics, 
you know, more more of a covered sound, you know, maybe a breath like a breathy wounded sound or a really robust heroic sound. It takes a lot of vocal control and a lot of skill to be able to master and use all those different colors at will and he's got it in spades. I mean, just imagine that just think of the difference from the first notes that came out of his mouth to these operatic style singing notes we've just heard. It is totally night and day. And you just have to have a really fine control over your instrument to be able to do that. And clearly he he does that and it's a, it's a very impressive thing. It's a it's a it is a sign of a very advanced singer to be able to change like that on a dime, which we're seeing not just verse to verse so far, but even phrase to phrase, line to line, word to word, changing from uh, one timbre to the next. So that's very cool. Let's, let's back it up a hair and get the start of this more operatic section. So just a, a, a few points. So if he were singing this like an operatic aria, there would be a consistent vibrato the whole time he's singing, whether it's fast notes, slow notes, the notes are moving, there's a jump. You keep a very consistent, what we call bel canto singing technique throughout the whole thing. Now, I'm sure he could do this. I'm sure he could do that because he, he clearly has a very fine uh understanding of of how to turn on and off the vibrato so those first few notes of each phrase are belt like like a straight tone kind of musical theater belt and then he allows the vibrato to come in so this is why it's crossover because if it were well i mean a that this music is not it's not from an opera therefore it's not operatic if that makes sense that's just like kind of by the books definition but the crossover comes because he is using He's using partially full-on classical operatic technique, but is also using like musical theater star belting and then like j that kind of jazzy breathiness that he was using early on. So it's really a mishmash of all these different singing techniques, which like I just said a minute ago, takes a ton of skill to be able to use all of them uh, as well as he is doing. Let's keep going. change mm. all right there's some there's some legendary head voice what did we just do there Dum. so it wasn't um oh uh, we were in f minor now it's c minor that's it that's a very interesting key change but let's go back and hear some of this uh, 
some of this high head voice in opera you would call it coloratura in pop music jazz music you call it riffing let's let's check this out because this is what he's really known for That's an F6. So that is the same note as the highest note in Mozart's famous Queen of the Night aria. Crazy range. This is what, this is what I was saying. This, this to me, uh, his ability to sing in so many different styles and just his sheer range is what really impresses me most. He is doing operatic-like singing here. I'm not going to critique it like I would a like a professional operatic soprano singing an operatic aria because that's not the that's not the goal here it's a whole it's a whole different thing it's a mishmash of styles it's a little bit of opera a little bit of jazz a little bit of musical theater you know there's there's all these different styles so it doesn't make sense to critique it along with one that listen i'll be honest that was my fear with uh checking out dimash because people are they kept talking about opera 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 and i was like if i just break it down from an like a rigid operatic standpoint no one's going to have fun listening and that's not that's not the goal so i want to give all the credit that is due here which is so much because he's doing so many absolutely amazing things i mean from here he just went so he 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 got down to a c2 earlier in a, in a, in a chest fry vocal fry and he's gone from c2 to f6 it's just absurd and I think he can go even higher than that. So let, let's 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 keep listening. It's just, it's really something. It's really something. It's up and it's like whistle tones. It's like chest fry. He was even hitting the F two, uh, up into a whistle, a crazy high whistle register. It's fascinating. A really amazing voice. You and then back down. There's that breathy vibrato. So I got another key change up to F sharp minor. And he's doing some kind of crazy high chest, uh, high chest mix. It's really a, a mix up there that high up to, up to F sharp five. That's, I don't think that's chestable, full chest voice. But he's got a ton of power behind it. What I would be so interested to hear is because like, 
it's a live performance. Some of these performances are recorded like earlier in the day so that they can really lean into the choreography later. It's hard to say. It, either way, he performed it. He did perform it live at some point. It might have been earlier in the day before the crowd was there. But um, I'd be interested to hear because because there's editing happening. You know, there's compression through the microphone, so so the quiet notes sound the same volume as the really loud notes that what would be really loud. I'd be so interested to hear the volume difference throughout here as he gets up into this really high power belting. There's a way to do it where it's not actually that loud if you focus the sound in the right way and, and sing in an efficient way. It's not like he's just screaming his head off up there or yelling because that's not sustainable. There's a way to do it in a sustainable way that with amplification sounds really full. And I would just be interested, I'd be very interested to hear him do it just to see the volume difference between the super uh, intimate breathy singing and this like really high uh, power belt. Yeah, for sure. It's power belting. So that's that's be something that'd be super, super cool to hear. Let's back up about 10 seconds and, and keep going. F sharp five. Nice. That, that's that was awesome. He held that last note a long time. So to do that, again, what I said earlier, regardless of if he's doing it now or if he did it earlier in the day, that to to sustain a pitch for that long requires a very efficient sound. Because think about this: if your sound is breathy, that means you can tank up and get a huge breath. But if the air is escaping quickly, if the vocal folds aren't really coming together that well, like how he started this song. You're not gonna be able to hold the pitch very long. Uh, it immediately goes away, but if you have, uh, you can hold that pitch all day long. So when you're singing to be really efficient, like we do in opera, like we do it, like uh, you do in musical theater, especially when like belting, you can use this. You you use the same amount of air, but the air escapes way slower. And it's interesting. You'd think, oh, well, there's less air coming out. It's probably quieter. Actually, a really efficient vocal fold closure brings out more high harmonics, makes a louder sound. So you're actually using less air and getting a lot more power out of it. That's the whole idea behind um, operatic, like powerful operatic singing. And he just, I mean, that was just a fantastic belt. Great breath support. Uh, Dimash, this is, I'm, in, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. The vocal range demonstration, the ability to bounce between an operatic style singing and a musical theater style belting and a jazz style, breathy, intimate tone, all on, all on a dime is really amazing. It is, it is a, a 
it's a very rare quality in a singer. Like I said before, it's a very, it takes a very advanced singer to be able to do that. And uh, this is a, a really cool performance and cool music. It's very epic. It's like sound, it's like soundtrack vibe, right? You can imagine like armies marching up to fight or I don't know, some like intergalactic battle or totally epic music. You got the full choir, you got the performance. Um, really awesome, really cool. This was a lot of fun. And I this is actually, uh, I really enjoyed breaking down the vocal stuff because there's so much to think about with his performance here. And I'm sure all of his performances where there's just so many styles, so many different techniques, uh, so many strengths of his that he can use. And um, to not look at it just like, well, how does he compare to a professional operatic soprano? Because that's, it's really silly. I was worried I was going to get into that headspace and I'm not in that headspace and it feels great to just be able to appreciate all these wonderful things he's doing. So thank you guys for, for joining me on this ride. This is a, this is a wild one. And again, please like and subscribe and uh, please join my Patreon family if you really like what I'm doing. It's so helpful for me as a young artist uh, young opera singers simply don't make much money. You can make a lot of money in opera, but it's not till much later when you have a, a full-on international career going. So every every dollar helps, for real. So thank you guys, and I will see you in the next one. Props to Dimash. Bye-bye.